your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Into the corner, 10 on the shot clock to Allen to the left side to Carr. Bounce pass to Dylan DeSue. Six on the shot clock, working against Keegan Records. Down to four, to three to shoot. Spins, turns with a jump hook and score. Excellent job of going over that left shoulder and getting to his spot. Longhorn's on the board. It's 4-2. Colgate, Marcus, back out of the top of the arc. Inside the arc, drives in. Swings the pass across the floor. Hunter, open for three. Good. Take that, Iowa Blue Birds. Tyrese Hunter drains it right there. And Texas leads for the first time tonight at 7-4. Steal by Christian Bishop, who just checked in. In the Tyrese Hunter, who lays it home. A good job protecting the basketball until the last moment. Use his body and protect the ball to get it up on the glass. Longhorns back in front. 9-7, 13-50 to go first half. Marcus swings the pass left side to Serge Jabari Rice. Back to Marcus Carr. He'll fire up a three. That's good. Marcus knew it. From the moment he released it, Card drains the three-pointer. Inbounded to Dylan Sue out to Rice. A three-pointer, good. Jabari drains the three-pointer, and Texas leads by six, 18-12. Hunter across the floor to Jabari Rice. Looking into the paint to Brock Cutting it back to Rice. Shot fake on the three. Now will fire a three. He'll hit the three. Rice back-to-back three balls, and Texas is up seven. Slow dribble by Tyrese Hunter to bring it into the front court for Texas. Off to Rice again on the left side. He'll try another three. Why not? Knocks it down. Jabari, three threes here in the first half, and Texas is back up seven. Marcus driving to the baseline, cut off by Baker, swings it out front. Rice left open for three again. Good again. Four for four. Jabari Rice on fire here in the first half. Texas in transition. Atlin down the center of the floor to the right side. A wide open car for three. Yes, sir. Marcus Carr knocks down the three, his second three of the first half. Pass picked off by Tyrese Hunter. Hunter into the front court. Across the midcourt line to Rice. Wants another three. Has another three. Jabari Rice, a career high in three-pointers made. He has 21. Timeout Colgate. Texas with the ball. Up nine. 68-59. Inbound to Marcus Carr. Steps inside the arc on the dribble. Steps back. 18-footer swish. Carr knocks it down. He has 17. Texas back up 11 at 70-59. Inbounded. Dylan DeSue drives and gets the bucket in one. Inbounds pass. Off to Dylan DeSue. Drove hard to the rack. Laid it off the glass. The hoop and the harm. He'll go to the foul line for an and one. Brock dribbling. Draws a trap. Gets rid of it to DeSue in the paint. Flips it up with the right hand and scores. Dylan with 17. The Longhorns lead by 20 with 90 seconds to go. That's how it ended after that. Well, each team scored two more points. It was a 20-point Longhorn win in game one for Texas. Round one, the first round win of the Colgate Raiders last night here in Des Moines, Iowa. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Light the Tower on the Horn. 1049 at 1019 AM 1260. We're live local and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. My name is Craig Way. Glad to have you with us here from the Longhorns uh, Team Headquarter Hotel. Jeff Howell will be along uh, a little later on. He'll uh, join us for the two Longhorn Notebook sessions at the uh, bottom of this and the next hour as well as uh, he is also uh, grinding out his content for Horns 24-7, but Jeff will be with us a little later on. Texas with the win, 81-61 over Colgate and advancing to the second round of the NCAA tournament on 
Saturday evening. Uh, we are joined, of course, by uh, my hardworking producer, that's Cameron Parker, who uh, did such a good job putting uh, that montage together. How are you doing this morning, Cam? I'm doing cre- go- doing good, Craig. Excuse me. Bracket's not too busted, so I'll take that. Yeah, you know, you kind of wondered about some of that. I'm going to roll through some of this um, uh, with the with the brackets here. Uh, also, we're going to hear uh, from um, several of the central players involved in the Texas victory last night. Some of it, uh, like our post game. Uh, interview we'll have with Rodney Terry, others uh, from the post-game press conference after that. So we'll hear uh, from uh, Longhorn players as well, and then uh, setting the stage for the second-round NCAA tournament matchup. So we've got that coming up. Uh, we do have, uh, like I said, Longhorn Notebook with Jeff at the bottom of the hour, and then, again, also we'll hear from um, Jeff in the second hour with that. We do have Inconceivable later on uh, this hour. Uh, inconceivable, by the way, will include a worldwide bracket check, if you will. Um, so they'll uh, that'll be a a part of it as well. So they'll they'll do that. Uh, where did you watch the NCAA tournament game last night, Cam? What where, where were you tuned in to watch? Was it at home? Did you go out to any of the uh, tournament watching things, stuff like that? Uh, so, what was your deal last night? Actually, I wasn't able to watch it live. So, uh, when I got home, I was able to just re-watch it, just skim through it on YouTube TV, okay. which is how I like to because I get I get too nervous during games for, for Texas. So, I like to rather just Twitter watch it where I just update my Twitter feed to see what uh, Joe Cook and, and Jeff Howe and what you were saying. And that way I know, okay, we're losing or we're winning. And it makes okay. it less painful. I don't think I've ever seen you nervous. Oh. I'm trying to think about it. I don't think I ever have. Uh, so, <laughs> you know. When Texas plays, that's when I'm the most nervous. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I get it. Hey, uh, there's something else I want to I make sure that I address right out of the gate because I got a lot of questions about this. <laughs> Some of those were happening while I was calling the game uh, last night, but understandable, and uh, I want to make sure to address this. I know there were a lot of folks who – were let's just say some not not everybody uh some were challenged if they were not in the area and couldn't tune in to hear the game on the horn on 1049 or 1019 or AM 1260 or on Coke FM on 985 or 993 FM so if they weren't in the area wanted to listen on uh online either you know streaming or on the app or whatever and um, I, I mentioned this yesterday, but it's certainly worth repeating, that when you get into the NCAA tournament, uh, the NCAA, of course, in, in compiling what we learned was 85% of their operating budget off of the NCAA basketball tournament, that includes their television rights. It also includes their radio and streaming rights. And, uh, of course, they have national radio broadcasts for Westwood One, and the guys all do a great job of that. I've, I've been very blessed and fortunate to be a part of some of those in some prior years. I've done uh, quite a few over the years and really enjoy the work that they do. But uh, all of this stuff gets wrapped around licensing. So as a result of that, the streaming rights all belong uh, to through the NCAA 
to Westwood One. In fact, if, if you were listening to me last night, you heard me uh, read the disclaimer. Um, you know the disclaimer I'm talking about. Uh, in fact, I can, uh, I can almost recite it from memory, but I can even certainly read it to you right now. I, it, and, and we're required, by the way, to read this coming out of the break of the first time out. And it goes like this. <clears throat> this broadcast of the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship is authorized under broadcast rights granted by the NCAA through Westwood One. It is intended solely for the private non-commercial use of our audience. Any reproduction, retransmission, or other use of this broadcast without the express written consent of the NCAA and Westwood One is strictly prohibited. Same holds true for women's basketball. Right? Roger Wallace will read that tomorrow night when he calls uh, the women's first-round game against East Carolina, and if the Longhorns advance to round two, I'll read it on Monday night when the women play in the second round, and I'll certainly read it uh, tomorrow evening. What that all means is, obviously, the, the streaming rights are owned by the NCAA, and then they contract those as part of the network radio deal with Westwood One. Now, for many years, what that meant when you got to the tournament, you could no longer stream our broadcast, the Longhorn Radio Network broadcast. You could not stream them through any source. It just it was not made available. You could listen on uh, on on uh, on the horn, uh, you know, to or one of our network affiliates across the state of Texas, but you could not stream it. This year, they uh, made an exception and allowed our broadcast, the broadcasts of Colgate last night, of Texas A and M, of Penn State, every every team that was in the tournament who played yesterday and those who will play today. Uh, have an opportunity to stream their broadcast so that their fans can listen wherever they might be. However, those streaming broadcasts come through one source, one clearinghouse, and that's that Varsity Network app. The deal that was struck, obviously, it's because, you know, Varsity, they want, you know, they want uh, the, the folks to download the app. That's the reasoning for that. So it's... It's free, but still, that's that's the requirement there. That's what they want. So that's the, you know, the uh, uh, the parameters involved in that. So for folks who either uh, didn't know or uh, weren't sure how to download it, that sort of thing, might have struggled with it a little bit. Um, and, and I know some folks did struggle with it. Some uh, others. Did not. I have a good friend up in Portland, Oregon, and uh, his uh, his family. He was. They were able to easily download it, and boom, and they listened to it up there. And uh, other folks I know were able to pull it down and listen to it. But other folks didn't have the easiest time in the world with that. Uh, but just to let you know, for folks who who didn't know, that's that's the reasoning behind it. It uh, all of the streaming rights are controlled by the NCA through Westwood One, and so. At least there is that avenue if you are wanting to listen to our broadcast. Uh, that's the avenue there. You can, you know, go to the Varsity uh, ne- Network. <coughs> Excuse me, there a little cough this morning. Uh, Varsity Network app, and uh, that would that would help you there. But that's that's the reasoning behind it. And and for folks who had questions about, hey, how how come? Uh, you can stream it, but you can't stream it where we're normally accustomed to streaming it. Those are the reasons behind it. It's uh, stuff that happens, obviously, not only above our pay grade, but not even in our realm of and sphere of influence. It's controlled by uh, larger entities 
that have the decision-making power on that. So I just wanted to make sure that folks understood that, that that wasn't something that either we did or that the university did or anything like that. Uh, in this case, it's it has to do with the NCAA tournament itself. All right. Now, uh, we move on to uh, the game itself uh, with the Longhorns uh, winning uh, and um, – and, and doing a, a, a tremendous job in building the lead and then answering when they had to answer uh, the, uh, the uh, pushes that, were, that did happen from time to time uh, in the game. Remember, the Longhorns got up 17 points in the first half, and then Colgate made a run and cut it to seven, and then it was a nine-point lead at the half at 41-32. In the second half, uh, the Longhorns again pushed the margin out to 17. And again, Colgate made a run and cut it down to seven. Texas had another answer uh, for that and uh, then built it up. And then one more run from Colgate cut it to nine at 68-59. And I was glad that uh, Cam included that Marcus Carr bucket uh, to push it to 70-59. What, the other thing that it did was – it launched an 11-0 Texas run, and that put the game away at that point. From 68-59, the bucket by Colgate was scored with, like, exactly six minutes to go in the game. Texas scored at the five-and-a-half-minute mark on that shot by Marcus Carr. And in those five-and-a-half minutes, the Longhorns then uh, outscored Colgate to uh, close out the game 23-2. to so that was – or a 13-2, excuse me, a 13-2 run to, to finish out the ball game. So that was part of it. Uh, the, the big game, obviously, Serge Jabari Rice, a career high, uh, seven made three-pointers. Uh, I enjoyed being able to – the note that was handed to us by uh, Scott McConnell from Texas Media Relations was that Jabari, when he got to five at the half, had tied – his career high for made three-pointers in the game. His career high had not been established at Texas. It was when he was at New Mexico State, and he hit six in a game for New Mexico State against Dixie State. Uh, Dixie State, which I think it, it, the university has changed its name now. First of all, Dixie State is not its not in the land of Dixie. Uh, it, it's, not, it's not in the south. It's in, well, it's in southern Utah is where it is. And uh, that's that's where it, and so they uh, they've changed their name to Utah Tech since then. But at the time they were still known as Dixie State. And anyway, he hit he hit five in the game there. But he he set that personal best by knocking down seven threes last night. Marcus Carr had seventeen points. Dylan DeSue, the original stat uh, uh, stats that were kept had to sue down for 17 points and nine boards. They went back through and checked. They missed a rebound. So DeSue actually wound up with a double-double, and they changed that officially. He wound up with 17 points and 10 boards. So that was part and parcel of our conversation post-game with Longhorns head coach Rodney Terry. It looked like your guys were ready to have the answer every time they made a push, and they did make some pushes tonight. That's a really good Colgate team. I mean, they can really score and put a lot of pressure on you. I thought we did a great job tonight guarding the three-point line. They really need threes to beat you, and I uh, thought we did a great job of that. They really tried to work us in the paint a little bit, but we were okay with that. We were okay with tough twos, but no threes. And uh, and on the other end, you got your offensive gear. What a, what a night for Jabari, feeling it with the threes. Lights came out and really shot the ball extremely well for us. Gave us an incredible lift coming off the bench. 
I thought Jimmy strapped it out a little bit as well, Brock. I go right down the list of all our guys. You know, the, the Sioux's playing at an incredible level. Marcus shot the ball well. Tyrese shot it well. We played well. It was a good team win. I thought you guarded the ball much better in the second half. It looked like you guys were really getting after it and made them uncomfortable. No doubt about it. You know, I tell you what, our goal was 65 points or less in this game. I think we held it to 61. You know, if you can do that against a team that scores 80 points a game, we'll take that all day, every day. You, you talk about good team wins when you get things like Jabari with a career-high seven threes and then Marcus getting hot and then Dylan doing what you're, what he did. I mean, all of that, that's what NCAA tournament teams have to have, isn't it? Well, it's that time of year. I mean, it's March right now, and, uh, you know, your primetime players got to show up and get it done, and they did today in a big way. And a uh, chance to rest and get ready for round two, right? Absolutely. We're excited about continuing to play. And so they'll play. Uh, by the way, for anybody that, whose ears might have perked up when, just now when I said Longhorns head coach Rodney Terry, was like, what did they did they remove the interim tag? That, no, 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 no. It, I just that's old habits. Just say head coach. He's still interim head coach until we hear otherwise. And um, as my saintly departed mother, who just uh, uh, left this earth uh, back in November, would say, she used to say this a lot when we were kids. A slip of the tongue is no fault of the mind. <laughs> As opposed to the end of the yang to that, the other side would say, "Ah, Freudian slip." No, he uh, he's still the interim head coach. So that was that was our conversation with Rodney Terry after the game. Then, uh, the in the post game press conference, Marcus Carr would be asked first man out of the box to ask a question. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, you know, wouldn't you know that it would that first question out of the box would come from my co-host Jeff Howe. Jeff Howhorns 24-7. Uh, Marcus, you guys talked all week about taking Colgate seriously and not overlooking him for the second round or whatever. Uh, how much of that focus do you attribute to the start you guys got off to shooting the ball in the first half? Uh, very much so. Uh, like you said, we, we weren't taking them lightly at all. We understand the great team that they were. Every team in the tournament is a great team. They're teams that have had good years and are playing at a high level, and that's why they're here. So we had the ultimate respect for them, and you know we wanted to make sure we got off to a good start and not let them you know have a whole bunch of confidence early in. And, and, you know, they're a great shooting team, so we didn't want to give them any early good looks so that they got confidence and we're knocking down shots all game. So I just felt, you know, every single guy who walked on the court today was locked into the game plan. The coaches had us prepared, and um, we executed. All right, uh, so there was the first question. And normally we just go right to the sound bites, you know, but but uh, Jeff was right out of the gate with that, so that's why we included it. And also we included a question You'll hear it here from our good friend uh, Kirk Bowles with the Austin American Statesman. He's talking to Sir Jabari Rice. Now, uh, when he asked this question, uh, the it, it, it might make you chuckle a little bit in the way that he asks it to Jabari because it's probably what a lot of us might have been thinking at the time when Jabari hit one, two, three, four, five three-pointers in the first half. In fact, hit five in a row after he missed his first. Then he missed his last two of the first half. He went five for eight from beyond the arc in the first half. And so he'd hit five in a row in that one stretch, which led to Kirk Bowles asking the question this way. Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman. Uh, Jabari, what the hell got into you tonight? <laughs> uh, oh, Jabari. All the credit goes to my teammates. They found me. I was able to knock down shots tonight. I think it was more of the flow. We were just ready to play tonight. Um, obviously, I haven't been shooting the ball pretty well the last three games, but I just trusted my teammates, trusted my work, and uh, it went well today. Uh, you heard his teammates uh, but right there with him up on the podium, Marcus Carr and uh, Dylan DeSue getting a chuckle out of that with a question. What the hell got into you with, with that? But we've seen Jabari get on a roll 
as well. And then uh, the other thing that, that came out of it was that run that I referenced a few minutes ago when Colgate made its last big push at Texas and pulled within nine at 68-59, and there were six minutes to go, and the arena was alive again and vibrant again because you had, uh, you know, you had the Colgate fans, had a good fan contingent there. Then you had uh, the uh, fans from the Des Moines and Iowa, greater Iowa area, who were there if for no other reason to boo uh, uh, Tyrese Hunter. And you heard them loud and clear when they uh, they were booing him and, and, and booed him a lot early, and then when he knocked down a three, that's why you hear me on the uh, uh, on the highlights say, take that, uh, uh, Iowa, Iowa boo birds, because uh, Tyrese hit, hit a big three early. And uh, and then there were just fans, and, and it's like this, anytime you go to the NCAA tournament, the arena – collectively pulls for the underdog. It just, you know, maybe it's microcosmic of what happens across the country and folks watching like uh, the watch parties out at Twin Peaks yesterday or, or wherever you might have been watching the game and you see people get excited like they did, say, for the 15 seed that did pull off the upset, Princeton over Arizona yesterday or Furman beating Virginia the 13 over the 4 yesterday. Whenever a double-digit seed has a shot to pull off the upset, the collective group gathered in that one specific venue begins to get more excited and animated and pulling and cheering for the underdog. Well, that's that's always the case in the arenas of the NCAA tournament as well, and that was the case last night in Des Moines. At 68-59, the fans started to get pretty amped up, and the arena got real noisy. The Longhorns promptly responded with a uh, uh, with an 11-0 run. Marcus Carr had had uh, started the troubles that he had with a turnover, but then he started the 11-0 run by knocking down a shot. And then Jabari uh, Rice had a lot to do with it as well. So the question that came to him was, what was discussed during uh, the timeout when the Longhorns, uh, while it was the push was happening, and they turned around and responded with that. And, and uh, Sir Jabari Rice was asked, what did they do? How did they fashion together one more big push, that 11-0 run, to put the game away? The huddle was very uh, together. I mean, we talked about it before the game. Uh, we were going to face adversity, and we were gonna, they were going to go on their runs because it's a game of runs. But in our huddle, we were very tight. Nobody separated. Nobody yelled at each other like this. And if it was just a little bit of yelling, we all recentered ourselves and we refocused, and we just took a deep breath. And I think that really helped us. Yeah, it was a big part of it uh, there. So, uh, as a result, Longhorns move on to the second round. They're going to play the Penn State Nittany Lions, who I won't say from the outset dominated A&M because it was an 18-15 to ball game, I think, at the under-8 uh, under timeout. It was 18-15. And, and then Penn State kicked it in high gear. They had a 9-0 run. I think it was a 13 to two run. Uh, had command of the thing. They were up by 16 at halftime and led by as many as I think 23, and then settled for the 17 point victory. And um, A&M, other than uh, the occasional three point shot, struggled uh, to shoot the ball. They were shooting like 33 percent at the half from the floor and struggled in the second half. And then Penn State got on fire the way they can beyond the arc. So uh, it's going to be Texas and Penn State meeting. I might point out, for the first time ever in basketball. I get asked from time to time from folks, uh, 
about you know different schools that the Longhorns have faced in the, the NCAA tournament or just it faced in general. Uh, hey, have you ever called a game between Texas and so-and-so? Have you ever called a game between Texas and so-and-so? And my answer sometimes is, yeah, they played them such and such a time. Or, no, not in basketball, called a football game against them. Or, no, uh, not in basketball, but a baseball game against them. Uh, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, I've only had the opportunity to be on one broadcast that involved the University of Texas and Penn State. And that was in the Fiesta Bowl following the 1996 season, first year of the Big 12. And, of course, James Brown roll left and the Longhorns win that, uh, win, uh, the Longhorns win the Big 12 championship. Uh, but then Penn State uh, beat them pretty handily uh, in, uh, in that Fiesta Bowl. Yes, Bucky got bold about that. He was on that coaching staff. Uh, they lost in that game. I think it's where Ricky Williams had a concussion in the game. Curtis Enos had a big game um, uh, for for the Nittany Lions that night. In fact, coming out of that, uh, there were folks that were coming up with limericks like there once was a running back named Enos who kept on running between us, and I'll just stop it right there and just let it in right there. But – uh, you know, Texas lost that. They played them in a super regional in baseball in 2000, but I wasn't on those broadcasts. I was there in the ballpark and did and did uh, an extended pregame show for us, but uh, Bill Shoning and Keith Moreland called those super regional games. So um, uh, I have never – and there was, uh, there was a women's basketball game at Penn State several years ago, and I think Chad Hastings sat in for me because I had a men's basketball conflict, and he called that game. So I don't think I've ever called – uh, play-by-play of a game between Texas and Penn State. Uh, Steve Jones, the play-by-play voice for Penn State, has been around a long time, came up to me, and we had a great conversation before they played uh, Texas A&M. And uh, so uh, he's he's uh, one of the veteran icons in, in this business as well. But I don't think I've ever called a game between uh, Texas and Penn State on play-by-play. Uh, like I said, it was the analyst on the football broadcast working with Bill Shoning back with that Fiesta Bowl following the 1996 season. So they'll meet in basketball for the first time ever, Texas and Penn State tomorrow. And we'll have more on that coming up. Uh, coming up next, we'll have our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe will check in as well. So we'll get his thoughts on uh, there in the arena last night and uh, from the news conference and all of those things. So we'll do that and more when we continue with this Friday edition from Des Moines, Iowa here on Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Light the Tower. You know, uh, as we continue to light the tower here on the horn, you hear Cam bumping back uh, time of the season. Let me tell you what season it is here in Iowa. It's still a hard and fast winter. And I'm used to snow. I've seen snow and ice, obviously, a lot. We just went through an ice event in the greater Austin area. But I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever seen anything like what happened. We pull in yesterday, and it was cold when we pulled in. Uh, It was uh, in the uh, low 30s. And 
there was a little bit of a misty rain type thing. And when we came out at the end of the game, there was a solid two inches of snow on the car. I mean, it happened like that very, very quickly. So we, we did some ice and snow scraping last night. I'm sure Jeff Howe did it as well. And for more on that, it's time for a Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It's a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. See if Aaron can do for you what she did for Linda and me, and that's to get that home loan approval turned around in a snap. She is, after all, the person who can make that 10-day home loan approval guarantee a reality. Check her out on the web at BowersockTeam.com, B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, just like it sounds, BowersockTeam.com. So Jeff Howe joins us uh, for the notebook from across town. Uh, by the time you left the building, which is pretty late, like we did pretty late, uh, how inhospitable was that weather when you went out and find uh, two to three inches of snow and ice on your on your rental car when you walked out to the parking lot? <laughs> no, I mean I, I'll give uh, I'll give the fine public works department of the city of Des Moines props for uh, they know how to clear the streets and, and prep things up here. I wish we could take note of that down in Harfairburg, but uh-huh. I digress. But uh, no, they got to clear it up pretty quick. I, I you know you got to the arena last night probably about a half hour before I did somewhere in there when uh-huh. i stepped off the shuttle when i stepped off the media shuttle to go into the building there was no mist it was like full-on snow at that point so wow yeah, it got it got pretty dicey it got pretty dicey but uh and then there was a there was an iced over sidewalk i'm like you know the last thing i need is to wind up in the hospital with a bum tailbone so uh everything was good all all uh, hazards were diverted and uh i'll be honest with the listening audience craig i uh i've been burning the candle at both ends when I woke up this morning, I really had to think long and hard about what day it was. So, <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's it's fun. I'm not I'm not complaining. It's fun, but it's one of those weeks where it might take you a minute every now and then to gather your bearings. Uh, yeah, I, I I would say I would say so. Uh, it was an evening made more fun, obviously, by what the Longhorns did in the game. How about your take on uh, uh, the things you did? And, and and you know, I know we didn't we did not have you on the line yet. Uh, and I know sometimes you listen on the app, so I don't know if you hear we included your question there to uh, to uh, Marcus because you were ready. You were at the ready for the microphone to open the presser last night. I uh, I heard that. Cam- Cameron, are you proud of me for, for getting in there right off the bat? I love it. <laughs> you, you know what? We've got we've got some more Jeff Howe uh, for, uh, coming up uh, next hour with uh, with with another question which i thought was very a very very salient point that uh with your uh uh with another question that you had when you were asking about you asking ronnie terry about it, uh, the emphasis but you were you were one active dude last night on the presser uh, afterwards how much of that uh was was due to just uh, a general um inactivity uh inactive moment from the media or did you just have you know three uh, burning questions ready to go let me let me eliminate any degree of professionalism you're trying to give me by mentioning you just did say duty during this interview so i just want to point that out and make oh, sure okay. you know, mark that and we can turn that into a promo <laughs> um okay. now a little bit of both i mean nobody was raising their hand for questions i'm like well I'm, you know i've got a couple of things i'd like to get out in the open here so it, it uh it just depends you know uh I have been taking advantage of the open locker room access, though. That's where I spend most of my time 
post-game and had a couple of really good conversations with uh, Tyrese Hunter and, and Timmy Allen. And, and Timmy was pretty uh, – Timmy was pretty uh, – was an open book last night, uh, you know, just talking about kind of his feelings from – he was asked about, you know, RT, and I asked him about what, you know, because a lot of the guys, Craig, kept talking about preparation. Like the preparation with RT at the helm has been on point. And, and you know, there's, as uh, as my late father was fond of saying, like there, there, there are multiple ways to get a cast. And, uh, you know, how do you prepare? Like what is it about the way RT does it? And, you know, talking to the guys, talking to Tyrese and, and talking to Timmy Allen, he just said, you know, it's the details. It's just the way he hones in on it. And can relay the information to guys and kind of make them understand that this is what we're doing and keep them focused on the task at hand. Uh, he's been really, really good with that. So they felt prepared to the highest degree going into the game last night. I think you saw that in the way they started. Uh, but, you know, Timmy, Timmy went a little further than that and was saying, you know, the, the confidence that RT gives them, uh, you know, the way he responds to guys, the way he's always praying. He never, there's never a time where he's, not praising the scout team. There's never a time where when a guy makes a good play, he's not praising them. That, that positive reinforcement, uh, you know, Timmy said that's a big reason why they've got his back, and he went as far as saying, he said, yeah, I think RT should get the job uh, permanently. So I had a really good conversation with Timmy. I was talking with Tyrese Hunter. I heard you talk a little bit about Tyrese Craig in the, the last segment. And, uh, you know, I asked him about, about the booze because I didn't ex- – I mean, I probably should have expected it to be like that, but – uh, not to the degree it was at the beginning, and you know, and it Tyrese continued. Had every opportunity, yeah, and he had every opportunity to just start chucking grenades uh, in the post game. But he told me point blank, Craig. He said, you know, he said people can boo me if they want. He said I'm not going to say anything bad about a fan base that treated me really well while I was here. He said that there's some people that don't like me. He said that's fine, but. He said, Iowa State was good to me, and I enjoyed, you know, the year that I spent there. But he, he did say, you know, it's it's easier to block that stuff out when you start knocking down threes and, and your team's winning the ball game. But there, you, you saw it. There were a couple times where, where Tyrese hit a couple threes in, in the first half, and he, he left that hand up there in the pose a, a little bit longer than he might have otherwise. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. He, he, he might have been feeling it a little bit. Um, all right, now, Jeff um, – Let's uh, while we well, do you have something else Longhorn related this hour? Because I, I want to get a couple of bracket thoughts from you, overall bracket thoughts from you on this. In, in this, no, in, no. In normally, this I like to make sure I like to make sure the listening audience gets their football fix, but we're we're all yep. in on the hoops right now. Okay, all right. Uh, I want to get your th- thoughts on uh, on bracket because yesterday you and Cam and I all revealed our brackets and our selections, and and very early on. Now, I know Cam had picked Furman, but for a lot of people, you know, when, when Kihei Clark uh, just flung the ball in desperation and was picked off in midcourt and Pegues hits the three-pointer, you could just hear the sound of brackets just exploding everywhere. <laughs> so, so you had that, and then and then it was on that same side of the bracket, in that same region, in the south, a couple hours later, you had Arizona that had a 10-point lead with eight minutes to go. It slips away to the Princeton Tigers, and again, the sound heard across the bracket world. So, you know, brackets were just getting blown up all across the area, uh, all across the around the world as well. So uh, I, you're like me. When you get on the road covering an NCAA regional, 
you hear of and you see, because they'll put it up on the scoreboard occasionally, or back in, or maybe you're back in the press room and you watch on a monitor. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a press room and watched the end of a major upset happen in the NCAA tournament while I was at another site to do that. So you saw on that. But in looking at the bracket, uh, the seeds held the form on the very top left, Alabama and Maryland. 1-8 match, a great game between Maryland and West Virginia went down to the waning seconds. Then you have San Diego State and Furman. Uh, on that. Uh, the, the, later today, of course, is Creighton and NC State and Baylor and UC Santa Barbara. And then uh, you have Missouri and Princeton, a 715 there. Then, uh, well, first of all, y- your thoughts on, on the South there with the with the two major upsets that happened with two double-digit seeds in Furman and Princeton winning their games to completely just uh, obliterate the South region bracket. Yeah, I'll, I'll give Cam props for putting it out there and picking firm. And I, I went back and forth on that because, you know, Tony Bennett just seems prone to one of these every couple tournaments. So, you know, go all in on Virginia next year's bracket, I guess. Um, but the Arizona one was interesting because I, I did watch that in the press room at Wells Fargo Center. And I'm, you know, the, the monitor's kind of over my right shoulder. And I kept looking up and I'm like, okay, Prince, you know, they kind of eight. And I got six, and it's four, and I'm like, and this is a you know a two point game with about two and a half minutes left. Like I need to watch this. So I I'll tell you what, the, I felt that terrible for Courtney Ramey uh, to you know we're trying to draw contact on on one of those possessions, and then you know had a not so good look at a three, and you know for him to to be on the receiving end in recent years of two of the biggest upsets we've seen in the tournament. That's just I. I just felt really bad for Courtney last night. Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, it, it was not lost on me that when he hit that gigantic three when they beat UCLA last Saturday in Las Vegas, and they asked him in the post game interview, one of the questions was, "Why did you come to Arizona?" And he said, "To to win championships or compete for championships." And I thought to myself, he got one. He got a conference tournament title. But he got that at Texas as well, and and now, uh, unfortunately, like you said, you feel bad for him. Here's a guy who <clears throat> is part of a loss to a 14 seed and part of a loss to a 15 seed, and and there was that in the um, in uh, the East region. Uh, it uh, there was only the one game, uh, or the the two games that were played, the one matchup that was set up. Uh, Duke handled Oral Roberts. Um, I think both you guys picked ORU on that, by the way. And then and then Tennessee really yeah. got pushed by Louisiana late, but you've got the 5-4 matchup in round two in the east between Duke and Tennessee. Yeah, um, I I did pick Oral Roberts, so I want to I want to I want apologize to the, to the listening audience for anybody that took my uh, that followed up on my pick there. Was it you or was it Cam who picked ORU to go to the Sweet 16? One of you guys did. Come on, fess up. I think that was Cam. I think I, don't, I think I had ORU losing in the second round. Cam, did you pick ORU to go to the me. Sweet 16? It was? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, glad you owned it. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, um, and then of course, Houston and Auburn, Penn State and Texas, Kansas and Arkansas, Northwestern and UCLA. Uh, the seeds all held the form except for Penn State winning. Well, actually, Auburn was a nine seed as well in their win over Iowa. Uh, but the big story, I think, coming out of the Midwest region, Jeff, is 
uh, Sasser, uh, you know, saying he was good to go with that groin injury and then playing the first half and then having to come out, and now his status up in the air for the game tomorrow in the second-round game for the Cougars against Auburn. Yeah, and, uh, you know, North Kentucky kept that competitive for a much longer stretch than I thought they would. So props to Darren Horn for his team competing. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, if if, if Houston doesn't have Marcus Sasser, that's, that's an entirely different team. Uh, you know what's interesting, though, Craig? Like, the games we had yesterday, none of them were really that competitive. I mean, Arkansas – pulled away from Illinois and you know Illinois made a little bit of a comeback but I don't think they ever got within maybe five or six uh, of the lead late uh you know and Penn State was over pretty much midway through the second half uh you know Kansas pulled away from Howard and then you know our game in the the first game of the nightcap yesterday uh so maybe I don't know maybe that means we're getting some competitive basketball on Saturday but yeah we, we had some it, it was it was boring in the best way possible if you're uh, if you're in chalk or in Des Moines. Yeah, yeah, uh, no doubt about. It. Okay, all right. Now before I let you go for this hour, you know we're coming up on inconceivable, but it is just not an inconceivable on a Friday unless I have you involved, unless I have you to lead in to what we do uh, with inconceivable. So you have to you know you have to impart your wisdom and your knowledge about inconceivable to us on Fridays, right? You mean when we go to the most flaccid state in the lower 48 and grab that low-hanging fruit? Yep, and I'm going to give it to you right now. I'm, I, this is actually before we get to the rest of Inconceivable because I wanted to have you uh, online uh, for this for our Florida man story. Uh, the headline, and, and by the way, this is in Lake County, Florida, so it's not in Pinellas County, but the headline reads, Florida man leaves his DUI manslaughter trial for lunch and doesn't return, court records show. Um, a, a man accused of a DUI manslaughter in a 2019 fatal crash in Leesburg that killed three people, including a 13-year-old. Lord. Yeah. So his, his, his trial goes on. Uh, it, it, so they had his trial this week. And it started on Tuesday. And so they go through the uh, presenting arguments and things of that nature. Zachary Waldo, uh, 36, went on trial. He was accused of causing a crash on Christmas Eve in 2019 that killed Christopher Smith, Jessica Smith, and their 13-year-old daughter, Haley. Uh, Detectives had said that Waldo was speeding and under the influence of alcohol and or drugs at the time of the crash so then they get together and uh you know the the prosecution begins to present the uh evidence of that and uh and then they go through their preliminary things and then they break for lunch he said okay we'll break for lunch we'll reconvene at such and such so they come back and of course the defendant's name is zachary waldo so the first thing they said is where's waldo you see what I did there? So uh, I, yeah. I knew that's where this was going at some point. Uh, oh, okay, all right, all right. Uh, so uh, anyway, <laughs> they they went looking for him, and uh, he has not been found yet. So uh, the Lake County Sheriff's Office was contacted. He had not been found. Uh, the court revoked Waldo's bond. So. Uh, 
now the question truly is where's Waldo because they're they're looking for him now. Here's a guy who, you know, made his break at lunchtime and uh, did that. And and there's one other Florida man story got to get to here, and uh, this is in Volusia County, Florida, where a man was arrested after allegedly making death threats against the Volusia County Sheriff Mike Chipwood. How did he make these death threats? On a website, uh, 4chan. <laughs> Richard Golden was taken oh. in, taken into custody. I, I thought you'd like this. Yeah, and and he and he was taken into custody in New Jersey, and they're going to extradite him to Florida to face charges. And uh, on February 23rd, Central Florida Intelligence Exchange told the sheriff about the threats made toward him following a press conference about anti-Semitic messages being spread around the county. So according to the sheriff, Golden then reportedly wrote in a chat on 4chan, just shoot Chitwood in the head. He stops being a problem. They have to find a new guy to be the new problem. So they were able to track him down at a New Jersey address last week and and said their investigation revealed he is anti-government and anti-law enforcement. Uh, he admitted to making the death threats. The I'm sheriff shocked. said, "I'm shocked to hear uh, that revelation." Yeah, right. Okay, so the sheriff said that when he's extradited to Florida, his bond will be a hundred thousand dollars. The sheriff's quote: "I can't wait to meet him when he gets off the plane. <laughs> Once he's extradited, he'll be housed at the happiest place on earth, the Volusia County Jail. You know, because they always talk about Disney World being the happiest place on earth. So there it is in yeah. Florida." I thought you'd get a kick out of that, you know. That's that's, uh, that's two candidates for the Calder, and we might need to take that to the Calder committee to see if both of those gentlemen should go in. But they're candidates, strong candidates. Exactly why I brought it to your feet. All right, hey, we'll check in with you next hour for a second hour long or notebook. All right, Greg, thank you. All right, Jeff Howe across town in Des Moines. He'll check it back in with us second hour. We'll take a break, and we'll bring you the rest of the inconceivable when we come back on Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. Okay, well, you already heard the two uh, Florida Man stories. That we had, you know, we bring it because it's the state that keeps on giving when it comes to in- inconceivable stories. That's why on Fridays uh, we have uh, specific items that are dedicated just to Florida man or Florida woman. We do not discriminate, uh, the, you know, Florida person. Um, more often than not, it seems to be Florida man that uh, does some of these dunderheaded things and things that. Uh, as Jeff said, would make them a candidate for the cauldron, meaning to uh, have them to see, if I remember how Jeff puts it, boiled in oil and their fat sold for soap. I think it was something like that is the way he described it. So you had those. However, there are other stories as well. Uh, A couple come to mind. First of all, since we were talking about NCAA tournament, uh, you said, uh, Cam, that your bracket didn't take too much damage. Was that was that the deal? I mean, I know you had Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16. Heck, I had Arizona in the Final Four, so my bracket, one, one side of it's completely destroyed uh, there. I had neither San Diego State nor Furman winning, so 
Uh, that thing is going out the window there. Uh, and, and I don't know of a single person, not one person, who picked Princeton to beat Arizona. Do, do you know anybody that picked Princeton to beat Arizona? Our own Chad Hastings. Did he really? Yeah. Well, good for Chad. Okay. Remember, I said yesterday when they beat Arizona, I'm going to be mad and kicking myself for not picking them. And <laughs> I remember you did. Sure enough. You did say that. Okay. So the reason why I brought all this up uh, is, you know, there's, there are always millions of brackets that are submitted in a wide array of contests. We have our own All-Stat uh, bracket challenge going on. Uh, the NCAA has its own online bracket contest. Uh, CBS has an online bracket contest. Many, many have online bracket contests. Uh, the largest one, as we know, is run by ESPN. And ESPN.com routinely uh, uh, has over 20 million folks submit a bracket. You think about that. That's, that's a lot of folks uh, there doing the brackets. Um, and just to let you know, no matter how crazy a scenario you may come up with when the NCAA tournament, and I always think about uh, the year, I think it was 2016, 2015 or 2016, when, when, um, when Florida Gulf Coast pulled off those stunning upsets as a 15 seed and beat Georgetown and got to the Sweet 16. Uh, I believe they were the first 15 seed to reach the Sweet 16. And uh, I always think about that because, believe it or not, even that year, there was, I think, one person that had a perfect bracket through the first weekend, including Florida Gulf Coast, reaching the Sweet 16. So I'm always curious to see... Uh, you know, how many folks still have perfect brackets after you have a rash of upsets? And here's your total. Just the first 16 games yesterday, half of the field of 64, because not including, you know, the, uh, the four first four games, because all of these bracket contests, including ours at the Horn, and I think this is a smart way to do it, is to – you know, you pick whoever you want in the, the play-in game. It doesn't matter. You're not going to be penalized for it. It's in the case of, like, say, Texas A&M Corpus Christi slash Southeast Missouri State. Uh, whoever advances from that is taking on Alabama. Uh, so, you know, Pitt, Mississippi State, whoever wins that game, and it turned out to be Pitt, would, would take on Iowa State in Greensboro today. So you're either picking the winner of that game uh, or you're just picking – you know, or you're picking the team that they're going to play. It, it's not heavily contingent on who wins the first four game. But from there, once the field gets to 64, how does your bracket look? Well, Cam, how many how many hits did you take yesterday on your bracket? So lost two Sweet 16, sweet 16 teams with Oral Roberts in Arizona. But besides that, my well, we'll see after the day. But I, I didn't lose Houston or Kansas or Texas, which is big. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you this. Through the first 16 games yesterday, out of 20 million uh, entries, just 62 of the brackets on NCAA.com were, were, uh, remained perfect. And on wow. ESPN.com, 20 million entries. 658 perfect brackets left. That's it. Mm. 
6.58 out of over 20 million entries. Uh, uh, on the NCAA March Madness app, uh, they have a picture of Princeton celebrating the win over Arizona, and it says Princeton stuns Arizona, and just like that, only 0.12% of brackets remain perfect. Obvious, uh, they said the biggest blow, however, really came with Furman beating yeah. Virginia. 90%, right? you right? called that. You called that. So I think ninety percent of brackets were busted after just that lone selection. I was busted after Maryland upset West Virginia. I was talking about them in the first game. <laughs> well, so uh, so if you're if you're feeling bad about it, don't feel bad. Uh, again, out of twenty million entries on ESPN.com, only six hundred and fifty-eight perfect brackets remain and i'm sure it'll get whittled down even further Uh, usually they wind up with one maybe two uh perfect brackets and then after that uh after the uh you know one or two perfect brackets the tie break of course is the score in the national championship game if if it even gets it to so anyway uh there it is that was uh that that you know when you get to this time of year inconceivable things happen in the ncaa tournament and that is what has happened. Inconceivable things have happened with Princeton beating Arizona and Furman beating Virginia. But you know what? It is Marsh Madness. It is the tournament. So really and truly, is it really inconceivable? Probably not because we have these upsets that I mentioned that happen every single year. That is why I understand Longhorn basketball fans having a bit of PTSD being concerned about, you know, remember two years ago when Texas fell victim to that as a 14 seed, uh, Abilene Christian knocking off the three seed Texas. I know folks had a little PTSD. Well, now take a deep breath. They move beyond that with a 20-point win over Colgate. Now they get ready for Penn State. We'll talk more about that coming up next hour. We'll hear more from Longhorn's interim head coach Rodney Terry and Longhorn players. Hour number two of Light the Tower here on The Horn. Ball don't lie. Number one, when did it transpire? And number two, and most importantly, why are you designing plays for him if you know that he's injured and the drops are going to happen? I understand what he said. Well, you know, we were trying to protect him for gaming purposes or whatever, so teams didn't. But you were throwing to him like he was healthy. He had 99 targets in 2022 at 103 in 2021 weekdays three to seven on the horn i was smiling when i was listening to that uh uh, spot for av consultations right before the show started uh, with tom mckay and his daughter camilla i remember when she was you know this little girl uh who has uh, grown all up and uh will let the old man uh, hear about it when when the time calls for it as well one thing you can do is let tom mckay hear about it when you need a, a different way of taking in your home entertainment option you don't like the way it's set up in your den or you you need a new television you don't want to go out and deal with the big box store pricing you don't want to have to worry about uh you know you'd love to have it mounted up on a wall but you don't 
have uh, the knowledge or expertise how to how to do that. And you don't really don't frankly don't want to mess with it. Well, that's where Tom and his staff are experts. They can make that work for you. They have the knowledge. They have the expertise. They certainly have the equipment, uh, and uh, they have most of the major brands of all of the HD TVs in stock that you might be interested in. And if they don't, they'll be able to lay their hands on it pretty quickly. And they do it all at competitive pricing as well. They're not raising prices like so many others. So give Tom and his staff a call today. You can go online at avconsultations.com, take a look at it there, and then give Tom and his staff a call at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678. Let Tom McKay and Audiovisual Consultations help you realize the home entertainment system of your dreams. Come out to Rodeo Austin for a real Texas experience featuring the toughest cowboys, rowdiest bulls, and live music. Friday, March 23rd, it's Flatland Cavalry. Join us March 10th through the 25th. Get your tickets now at RodeoAustin.com. Your ticket purchase helps grow the next generation of Texas kids. Presented by Coors Banquet, H-E-B, and Ram. Rodeo Austin. It takes grit to grow the next generation. If you're shopping for a new Chevrolet car truck and you think you found a good price, call Covert Chevrolet. We'll show you what a good price really is. Hi, I'm Jenny Covert. When you buy that new car truck, we'll even deliver it right to your door for free. We also offer you six GM service locations with free pickup and delivery. We prove it every day that no one gives you the level of service the Coverts give you. That's backed by 114 years and six generations serving Central Texas. Covert Chevrolet, Highway 71 in Bastrop and Highway 79 in Hutto. Find new roads. When you need full court savings and an all-star selection, you've got to get to Specs Wines, Spirits, and Finer Foods. Because when the sneakers start squeaking, you don't want to be sitting on the bench. Fill your bracket and satisfy your cravings with a stadium-sized selection of craft kegs, seltzers, and gourmet snacks for game days. When you're getting ready for some March basketball, we're ready to get you ready. Because at Specs, the fun starts here. It's the perfect time to transform your home or business with fresh new color. The team at CertiPro Painters of Greater Austin handles every detail, worry-free, from start to finish. CertiPro Painters is the painting service you can rely on here in Austin, whether painting inside or out. John Bennell and his team are ready to protect and beautify your space with a fresh coat of paint. Go with the pros at CertiPro Painters of Austin. Get your painting project started today at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Guests on the horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit VaqueroscaFe.com. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower on the horn. Craig Way with you. Our producer, Cam Parker, alongside. And uh, question for Cam. Weren't we going to open this hour with the Serge Bari Rice highlight montage? Today? I think we were supposed to. 
Oh, okay. Well, we can play it here momentarily. It was something that uh, Jacob Mendoza, who uh, was uh, at the switch last night uh, for the for our uh, network broadcast that aired on the horn, came uh, came up with, and he put that together. So thanks to Jacob for that. So we'll hear it coming up here in just a few moments. Also, uh, Jeff Howe will rejoin us around the bottom of the hour, and uh, we'll have another Longhorn notebook. We do have a Flex 30 update coming up as well. So that's uh, – uh, we'll uh, we'll keep you the Westlake update, so to speak, uh, with that because uh, Jeff had that yesterday. So we'll have that coming up as well. And, again, uh, uh, bottom of the hour, uh, Longhorn Notebook coming up uh, from uh, Jeff Howe. We'll uh, also hear more. Uh, the post-game reaction last night from the Longhorns win. Take a look at the matchups for today. Uh, the uh, second day about to get underway with uh, the second day of uh, first-round action in the NCAA basketball tournament. So uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that as it all gets underway here on uh, on the second day of the NCAA tournament. Um, okay. Uh, the, the, when the show opens, and, and quite often uh, because of the outstanding work done and turned in by Cam Parker, what we do is uh, after a Longhorn victory, uh, Cam will put together uh, a highlight montage. And um, – so he'll have a highlight montage of the Texas victory. And that's what we had uh, this morning in the first hour of the program. It was a montage of of the entirety of the Longhorn team uh, last night and um, in, in their first round 81-61 win over Colgate. However, our uh, man at the switch last night there on the horn – uh, none other than uh, Jacob Mendoza uh, kind of got into the spirit of things and produced his own uh, montage for us. And this one was just one guy because what a night he did, a personal high, a personal best, uh, a career high, seven made three-pointers by Sir Jabari Rice. And when, when you listen to the montage, one thing that is kind of funny about it is Jabari did hit one shot that was not a three, and the rest were threes, so he made eight shots in the ballgame. But it's at the very tail end of it because he'd done the damage with the three-pointers earlier. Anyway, here was, here was the montage uh, from uh, Sir, Jabari, uh, Sir Jabari Rice's record-setting personal record-setting night for him in the Longhorns win over Colgate last night. Inbounded to Dylan Sue out to Rice. A three-point out to Rice. Corner, good. Jabari drains the three-pointer and Texas leads by six 18-12 Hunter across the floor to Jabari Rice looking into the paint to Brock cutting it back to Rice shot fake on a three now will fire a three he'll hit the three Rice back-to-back three balls and Texas is up seven slow dribble by Tyrese Hunter to bring it into the front court for Texas off to Rice again on the left side he'll try another three why not knocks it down Jabari, three threes here in the first half, and Texas is back up seven. Marcus driving to the baseline, cut off by Baker, swings it out front. Rice left open for three again, good again. Four for four, Jabari Rice on fire here in the first half. Marcus holds up the basketball, looking into the paint, now backs out the dribble, really being harassed by Braden Smith, dumps a pass to Bishop, back to Carr, dribbles to the baseline, going around traffic, skidded, hit his knees, got a pass away, and here's Rice for another three, and he knocks it down. His fifth three-pointer of the first half, and Texas leads by 17. Carr swings it back to the right side, Rice, another three, good! 
Jabari knocks down his sixth three-pointer of the night. He has 18, and Texas is up by 14, 56-42. Pass picked off by Tyrese Hunter. Hunter into the front court. Across the midcourt line to Rice. Wants another three. Has another three. Jabari Rice, a career high in three-pointers made. He has 21. Timeout Colgate. Now to Rice. Shot fake on a three. Drives in and shows he can score a two-pointer as well. Rice off the glass for two. Uh, yeah, so there was. <laughs> that. The last bucket was the uh, Sir Jabari Rice uh, drive to the hoop there. And uh, otherwise, seven made three-pointers. Thanks again to uh, Jacob Mendoza of our staff who uh, put together the Sir Jabari Rice combo highlight montage there. Uh, the tournament is underway on day two. Still first-round stuff, of course. Seven-seed Michigan State. Number 10 seed, USC, playing in Columbus, Ohio at Nationwide Arena. So they're, they are underway, opening minute of action in that one, and we'll keep you updated on the games that will be going on while we're still on the air. Now, uh, in review of the Texas victory, 81-61, and moving on to the second round, uh, Rodney Terry, uh, we had our post-game visit with him immediately after the game. We had that in the first hour of the program. This is what he had to say leading off the post-game press conference uh, following the Texas win over Colgate. It's a great team win today for our guys. I thought uh, we came out and really for 40 minutes played the way we played for a better part of the Big 12 uh, regular season. Uh, we put really this game on our defense. You know, uh, really, really good Colgate team. Want to congratulate them on on, a, on an incredible season as well. Well coached. Matt's done a great job there. And uh, a lot of respect for Colgate. Really good team. But uh, great team win. Proud of our guys and what they were able to do today. Yeah. Uh, so that was what started. Then, uh, again, into the press conference. Marcus Carr with a big game as well, 17 points. And <laughs> this, this is also – a uh, question that was put about the response run that Texas had late in the game. After the Longhorns had built a 17-point first-half lead and then Colgate had the run to cut it to seven. And then Texas built another 17-point advantage in the first half. And again, Colgate cut it to seven. And then in the second half, uh, Texas had a 17-point lead. Colgate cut it to seven. Longhorns then pushed it back out, I think, to 18, and then Colgate cut it to 9 at 68-59, going inside of six minutes to play in the ballgame. And then Texas responded with an 11-0 run. It started with a Marcus Carr bucket. Uh, Carr had been part of that, uh, giving up that run from uh, Colgate that cut it to 9 with a turnover that he threw a pass in the front court that got picked off. So you understand why Marcus had that on his mind when he was asked about triggering the 11-0 run for Texas with his own made basket. Well, to be clear, I, I started that run with my turnovers. So these guys, they all did a great job of, you know, rallying behind me, you know, rallying me, having my back. Um, I rightfully had to come out the game for a second, and, you know, they picked it back up on defense and got some easy baskets and stretched the lead back out. So, you know, they had my back, and that's what this team's been about all year. I have no doubt about you know, the, connect, the, the bond that we have, how we're connected, we're family. So they had my back in times when I was messing up, and that's just been how we are all year. You, you continue to hear this recurring theme, this ongoing mantra of the team about him uh, being close, being close-knit, being family, being connected, 
all of those things. You continue to hear that from the Longhorn players, and that includes from the head coach as well. This was a question that our own Jeff Howe put to uh, Rodney Terry about the emphasis being on trying to shut down. Remember, Colgate came in shooting 41% from three-point range. Number one team in the nation in three-point shooting percentage, and they wind up three for 20, 15% from the floor. So, again, the uh, the question put from our own Jeff Howe to Rodney Terry about all that. Rodney, what uh, what was the emphasis from a game plan standpoint? Uh, you end up holding the best three-point shooting team in the country to three for 15. Just what was the plan? And I'm assuming for them to finish 20%, you, you guys executed it pretty well. Well, I mean, Jeff, you're spot on as the best shooting team in the country right there. And we knew coming into this game that uh, they could beat us with threes, uh, but they were going to have a hard time beating us with twos. So we wanted them to make really tough twos. They they worked the paint a little bit with re- re- uh, records in the, in the in the post. We were we were willing to live with that as opposed to those guys, you know, shooting threes and making threes. We got back in transition, did a great job taking away threes in transition. Um, they only made three of those in the game. Uh, and uh, these guys really worked the game plan in regards to we knew it was a big shooter defense game where we had to get back and have active hands and take their shots away so um i, I think we were able to do that in this game and it, it really uh, helped us in a big way yeah he, he made reference to the two big men for colgate keegan records and jeff woodward uh records wound up with 13 points in the ball game and woodward wound up uh with eight in the game and so those guys did have an impact at times when Colgate was either making a run or keeping it within striking distance. But it was the perimeter guys. Oliver Lynch Daniels came in shooting 50% beyond the arc. He made one three uh, and wound up with only seven points. Um, at uh, 46% Ryan Moffitt, he made one three. And, uh, and then the other three-pointer made was by Tucker Richardson. Uh, and that was early in the ballgame. That was it. They only made the three. So that was a big, big moment in that. So – uh, then, uh, you know, then it came down to, uh, you know, what can the Longhorns do offensively? Well, you've heard from the montage, you know, what Sir Jabari Rice did. And Jabari uh, hit five of eight threes in the first half, made two more threes in the second half. So he had a gigantic contribution as well as the other guys. And that was another question put to Rodney Terry about, was it designed for one guy to get the ball and just go off? And Rodney said, that's just part of what they do. That's always in the game plan for any player that's, that's uh, capable of stepping up and making shots. Marcus could go for seven. You know, Tyrese could go for seven. We got guys in our lineup that can make can make seven threes, and he did that tonight. And, you know, one of the biggest games, I think, uh, in Texas history in, in terms of shooting the basketball from three. I think A.J. Abrams may have had eight in the game against Minnesota and everything. But big time, big time players step up in big time moments. And that was the case last night for uh, Jabari Rice in that. So, uh on to round two, uh, the Longhorns, after the game, got back to the hotel, uh, you know, after the game in the evening. The coaching staff stayed there uh, to uh, scout and watch the second game with uh, Penn State uh, thumping Texas A&M pretty good. Uh, and, and like I said, it was about midway through the first half where they took command of the game because it was at, it was an 18-15 ball game. And then Penn State had a 9-0 run and then led by double digits the rest uh, of the first half and then on into the second half and push the margin out to as much as 23, and they wind up uh, winning the game by 17. So uh, Rodney Terry today, the, the uh, team went back last night at a team meal. Uh, this morning, uh, as we speak, they've been going through uh, team meetings. They will have a closed practice inside of the Wells Fargo Arena. They'll get a full hour and a half on the floor 
inside of Wells Fargo Arena today, whereas yesterday they didn't even get a shoot-around in the arena. They had one 40-minute shooting session there on Wednesday on the open practice day, but um, they had to do their shoot-around over at Drake uh, yesterday. And uh, today they'll get a full hour-and-a-half practice on the floor uh, there at Wells Fargo Arena in a close practice, and we'll have the news conferences there this afternoon and then the game tomorrow night. The, the game is scheduled, and I do stress the word scheduled, for uh, a 6.45 p.m. tip. The, uh, the first game that will be played there tomorrow is out of the other bracket, but, of course, seated in the pod there in Des Moines from the west bracket, Kansas and Arkansas, what could be a really entertaining second-round game. Kansas kind of shook off some early doldrums and then got it in gear and pulled away to, to uh, beat Howard pretty handily. But it was a ball game even at halftime in the first half. And Arkansas built up a real quick double-digit lead on Illinois. And then the Illini kept making runs, kind of like what Colgate did at Texas. In fact, the Illini cut it to five with about three minutes to go. And that was as close as they could get. Arkansas pushed it out from there. They ended up winning by ten. So uh, that matchup is a one-seed versus eight-seed matchup. Kansas and Arkansas, they're playing. Uh, their uh, their contest is at um, – Four o'clock, and uh, or four fifteen, I guess it is. Four fifteen is when they tip off, and the Texas game is scheduled to tip off at about six forty-five. You'll hear it on the horn. Our network pregame coverage begins at six o'clock. It'll be preceded by Longhorn baseball. Uh, Texas, of course, opens a three-game weekend series tonight against the Privateers of New Orleans. Uh, with the Longhorns a perfect 7-0 and through the first seven games of their 14-game homestand. So they're at the halfway mark of that homestand. And they open up against New Orleans tonight, and uh, they'll play tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. So it'll be following that game. 6 o'clock will be the airtime of the 6.45 tip-off. And then don't forget, 9 o'clock tomorrow night, the Texas women open play in the NCAA tournament. There are still tickets available there at Moody Center as the first-ever Postseason basketball games will be played at Moody Center. It's the Texas women, the four seed in that Seattle four regional, hosting East Carolina, the number 13 seed. And it's uh, 8.45 of the airtime and a 9 o'clock tip-off tomorrow night. Roger Wallace, Kathy Arnstein have the call on 105.3 the bat. Of course, there's Texas softball from Tampa, Florida, going through tournament play also on the bat, uh, and, uh, and Longhorn baseball. So the busy, busy weekend continues for University of Texas Athletics and for Texas State, I'll point out, because the Bobcat baseball team is opening Sunbelt Conference play, taking on Southern Mississippi. All right, uh, coming up, we'll have our second-hour Longhorn Notebook. Uh, We'll check in once more with Jeff Howe across town, and I'll see Jeff a little bit later on at the uh, news conference this afternoon, but uh, I'll see Jeff there. But uh, Jeff will check in with us coming up here in just a few moments here in this second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 101.9, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Chad and Zay on the Horn. Was it on the end of the, I think it's at the end of that Raekwon album, the the Purple Cassette. The uh, Purple Cassette! If you will. <laughs> Please, if you ever run to any Wu-Tang member, don't ever say, yo, I love the Purple Cassette. Oh, I got to say tape, right? Tape. Purple tape. <laughs> My bad. Damn, get on it. I was so close. <laughs> Here, I get to 
Oh, rain ghost. I apologize. That That's was so disrespectful. Weekdays 12 to 3 on the horn. Uh, every time I get around in climate weather, and like I said, it was snowing, flat out snowing last night. The skies are clear, but it's really cold here in Des Moines. But it does make me think about uh, how we sometimes really get caught, unfortunately, in some winter weather or the upcoming inevitable springtime storms, and it may well do damage to your roof. If that is the case, you can trust our friend John Hardy and his great staff at Divided Sky Roofing and Solar to handle all of your roofing needs. If you're worried that you might have some roof damage, John and his staff will give you an honest assessment. If you do have some damage, it is possible you could get a new roof with those Timberline solar shingles and really make it affordable as well. All of the solar products are eligible for a 30% tax credit with no money down and as little as $100 per month. Now, with solar shingles, you own your own power. You pay yourself each month, not the power company. It's just a 15-minute phone call with Divided Sky that can get you all the information you need on a new roof with solar shingles. You can do even those virtual online appointments as well. Why not get in touch with them today? The number to call is 512-995-ROOF. 512-995-ROOF, TEC license number 37397. You can check them out on the web as well at dividedskyaustin.com. Callahan's General Store is exercising its green thumb to help you prepare your lawn for the spring and summer months with their expert helpful tips for a healthy lawn. Now's the time to put down 15, 5, 10 plus iron fertilizer to bolster those turf grass roots for the warmer days and nights ahead. And you want to keep those nasty grub worms away with their all-natural granules like cedar to protect those root systems from armadillos and skunks. Callahan's General Store, 501 Bastrop Highway between downtown and the airport. And remember, make it a Callahan's day. Be treated like family with Dr. Rhodes and the whole team at Lake Travis Eye and Laser Center. I got my vision back with Lake Travis Eye and Laser Center. No more cataracts. No more night blindness. No more glasses. If you're having any kind of vision issues, give Lake Travis Eye and Laser Center a call today. Or check them out online at LakeTravisEyeCenter.com. They are my family and will treat you like family too. The newest technology when it comes to cataracts and laser lens replacement. Lake Travis Iron Laser Center. Tell them Ken sent you by. Butterfly shrimp is back at Golden Chick. Crispy, crunchy, and panko breaded. These extra-large shrimp knock out all those big cravings. And now they're available as a six-piece seafood combo for just $8.99. There are four delicious seafood combos to try, so the ball is in your court. Try surf and turf with butterfly shrimp and Golden Chick's famous golden tenders. Or keep it real with a 100% U.S. farm-raised catfish. Longhorns, this is one buzzer beater. Seafood combos are for a limited time only at Golden Chick. Golden Chick. Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Michigan State and USC underway. First game of the day. Still round one, obviously. This is in Columbus, Ohio. They are inside of 12 minutes to go in the first half. Michigan State, the 7 seed, leading the 10 seed, USC 15-9. Cam, I think you have the Trojans in this one. I think you and Jeff both picked USC to win this, right? Yeah, I'm not a big seed. fan of going against Tom Izzo, Craig. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. And and now the Spartans up 8, 17 to, uh, to 9 in that. Uh, before we get to our second hour Longhorn Notebook, it is time for a Flex 30 update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Okay, if you are keeping score and uh, you are interested in uh, what's going on with uh, the Westlake contingent that's playing in the NCAA basketball tournament, you might say Westlake went 2-1 and one yesterday. The two wins belonging to Brock Cunningham for Texas and uh, K.J. Adams of Kansas. Uh, they both uh, took handled their business. And then uh, the one loss, Matthew Meyer's career has drawn to a close. Happened right in front of me yesterday. It did not look like he was suffering the effects of caffeine poisoning there, Cam, but he, he, he did not do well and neither. Illinois wound up being knocked out by Arkansas. Arkansas was just a better team and Matthew Meyer did struggle with the field, but I don't think it had no caffeine induced euphoria. For, I don't think there okay. was a caffeine induced euphoria. It was definitely not a euphoric feeling for them, and uh, and then additionally, uh, I uh, I don't think that uh, he was uh, you know just I don't think he had any ca- uh, caffeine poisoning or anything like that. But so it didn't go well. Uh, uh, for them, and it didn't go well for him. They ended up on the short end. Okay. Uh, uh, by the way, did you you have any uh, high school activity on your docket for this weekend? Just going to say, uh, Craig, that uh, today, shout out to Coach uh, Anthony Williams, uh, co-founder of FBU Football and FBU Austin, had us out at a uh, Westwood High School for a showcase today. Uh, check that out, and then also. Nolan Hogan and Zach Lucero recorded a 2023 uh, high school basketball season wrap-up podcast. That's available on FlexATX.com and the FlexATX podcast, which you can find on HornFM.com. Oh, good. Good stuff. We'll look look forward to that. And uh, obviously, um, we'll look forward to the return of the FlexATX show next Wednesday night. It, it didn't happen this week due to the fact that uh, we had Longhorn Baseball. But uh, as Cam mentioned, there's the podcast there. So we'll keep you updated on all of that. All right. Uh, so there it is. Uh, there's our uh, our Flex 30 update for the day. It's time now for our second hour Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook, which is brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Be sure to check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. It's B-O-W-E-R-S-O-C-K, bowersockteam.com. I mentioned Longhorn Baseball in action tonight, they open up the three-game weekend series with New Orleans at UFC Dish Falk Field. will be on the air, uh, and it'll be Roger Wallace uh, calling up Mike Hardball Harge on the call uh, as the analyst for all three games this weekend. So look forward to uh, Hardball Harge being on uh, tonight with Roger Wallace, tomorrow with Tom Barfield, and then with me on Sunday. So uh, that'll uh, that'll be the case this weekend for the three uh, Longhorn baseball games as uh, Texas 
plays host to the privateers of the U- University of New Orleans. Three-game weekend uh, series for Texas. Meanwhile, uh, Texas softball on the road. The um, uh, Longhorn softball team 22-4-1 as they go to work. And uh, they're playing in the South Florida Showdown, taking on Marist. Uh, that's coming up at 1 o'clock this afternoon. You can hear it on 105.3 The Bat. They'll play a second game tonight at 6 o'clock against the host, South Florida. That's at 6 o'clock also on 105.3 The Bat. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock against Lehigh. And then uh, they'll play Iowa at 6. And then on Sunday, one more game against South Florida. So uh, five more games for uh, Texas softball and the Longhorns are 22-4-1 and going into that. All right, uh, back on the Vaqueros Caffeine and, can- and Cantina Caffeine, <laughs> the Vaqueros Cantina <laughs> uh, uh, hotline joining us. I was just thinking, I was just mentioning Matthew Meyer, um, uh, Jeff, and I said I did not think, as uh, Jeff Howell rejoins us for this Longhorn Notebook, I didn't think he had any caffeine poisoning, but by the same token, uh, I don't know how much you got to see of Illinois and Arkansas. Uh, Matthew Meyer uh, was definitely not in a caffeine-induced euphoria when shooting the basketball yesterday. No, I got, I got to watch a little bit of that. You know, by the time I got to the arena, got to the game. Uh, it wasn't much of a game. You know, they, Illinois did make a run, but, man, yeah, it's it's, it's a shame that uh, that he's done. But I'm, I'm telling you, we talked about it yesterday, Craig. Arkansas, I, I called them the biggest wild card in the tournament, and, and I think they are. When they've got it together, you see how talented they are, but mm-hmm. they're they're prone to one of those, you know, five, six-minute stretches where it could all come unraveled. You know, I, I looked at that team yesterday, and all I could keep thinking about was uh, Halloween weekend, October 30th. And I thought, Texas beat this team by 30 points. And I thought, no, they didn't really beat this team. I mean, yes, the collection of bodies was the same, but this team has molded. Anthony Black, obviously, has really developed in his freshman year. He's clearly going to be a one and done. Uh, there's, There's – a lot of talent on that basketball team, and you're right, uh, dangerous. And I can see why you have them. You have them going to the Final Four, right? I had them in the Elite Eight, losing to TCU in the. Uh, the I, I'm calling that the wheels off bracket. It's the West bracket. For me. <laughs> I, I think it's already been proven that the wheels off bracket is the South, Jeff. It's already that been is, proven that's there. True, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> With 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 a thirteen and a fifteen advancing in, in that one, but you may be right about that. And TCU plays tonight in their matchup against Arizona State, who won one of those first four games uh, to go there. All right, um, back to the Longhorns, and and now getting ready for Penn State, uh, Jeff, a Penn State team that impressed with their three point shooting and also with the way I think they just really kind of controlled the paint inside, where the Aggies, if they weren't knocking down a three pointer, they weren't getting much else last night. Yeah, that's what's interesting about Penn State, Craig. You know, they don't they don't, I don't think they overwhelm you with size, but they just do a really good job of just playing good team defense. Uh, I, I got to watch a little bit of them in the uh, in the Big Ten tournament, and, and that's one thing you notice. But as far as the shooting, I mean, look, I, there was a point last night where they were shooting 75% from three. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to shoot it that well tomorrow night, but Jalen Pickett's the guy to watch. I mean, this is a guy that's a – you know, I don't remember if he was a first-team AP All-American, but I know he's been on multiple All-American teams. He's, you look at an NBA mock draft, you'll find him somewhere close to the top. Uh, one of the more talented players Texas will see this year. It's really interesting, Craig, back-to-back years now. 
you'll have really talented guards from the Big Ten standing between you and a trip to the Sweet 16. Last year's Jaden Ivey at Purdue. This year's Jalen Pickett. But uh, you know I, I, what I'm what I'm wondering is, uh, and I'm interested once we get over to the arena today and hear any buzz, the. Uh, Mike Strewsbury's candidacy at Georgetown seems like it's starting to pick up steam a little bit just in terms of him being a name that, that they're going to target. So you wonder if that becomes a distraction. And if it is, to what extent is it a distraction for Penn State? Yeah, yeah, it's it, that I think that's a real good point. And then, uh, you know, to, to, to carry your theme even further, I mean, you take it all back about uh, – uh, you, you think uh, rolling it back, you mentioned – uh, with what they did with J- had to deal with with Jaden Ivey last year with Purdue with outstanding guards, I'll take you back to 2014. Karis Levert for for yeah. Michigan, yeah. So they and uh, Nick, Nick, Stout, Nick Stauskas, yeah. That Michigan team was was really good. <laughs> yeah. So that was the you know the Longhorns have faced some of that in the second round. Speaking of Big Ten teams, right now Michigan up on USC 24-15 as they go to the under eight timeout there uh, in the first half, but. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's this is this is going to be a different kind of challenge, and quite the challenge that uh, the Longhorns are going to face. By the same token, uh, you know, will Penn State be able to properly match up inside with the Texas game inside? I think that's one of the things to keep track of tomorrow. Yeah, and I think maybe the most underrated thing we're not talking about from last night. Is, by the way, I didn't know until you said it earlier that Dylan DeSue has now gotten credit for for a double double. So so good for him. For it happened that. late, late, uh, late last night when I got back to the hotel. Scott McConnell told me he said, "By the way, they they realized the stat crew uh, found it and said when they were going back through, they said we missed a rebound. It was an offensive rebound of off his own missed shot, and uh, okay. and and said he was do that because it was a quickly back up and in for him and." Uh, and they had missed that. So, yeah, his second double-double of the season and uh, did that with uh, the 17 points and 10 boards. But, you know, he, there was a point, Craig, he picked up his third foul maybe within that first – before the first media timeout in the second half. Mm-hmm. And Christian you know, Christian Bishop only played 17 minutes last night, but he had that sequence in the second half when DeSue was on the bench with foul trouble that, you know, he drew a foul – uh, you know, got to the foul line, got a couple of tough buckets, had some really good, you know, a couple of really good defensive possessions, had a block shot that led to a bucket at the other end. I felt like Christian Bishop's energy, and, you know, talking to Timmy Allen, he said that's the what CB does that people don't see is he's going to give them an energy play. It's going to be, you know, and then Dylan DeSue said the same thing. He's going to give you a block shot, or he'll catch an alley-oop like he did from Tyrese Hunter and throw it down. He's going to give you those energy plays, and his motor – can really carry them through some lulls and keep them going. So I just need to give Christian Bishop props because those 17 minutes CB gave you, but specifically that time when DeSue went to the bench in foul trouble and CB had to come in, especially knowing going back to, to what RT said in the post game, we heard the cut, you know, knowing that they were going to give up some stuff inside to protect the three-point line. I thought the, the, the forwards for Texas last night really battled. I thought Dylan Mitchell, Craig, had a couple possessions where, you know, competed and just threw his body around and kind of did what he had to do, even though he was, uh, you know, records and some of those other guys. Uh, and Woodward had you know, the weight advantage on him and the size advantage on him. I just felt like he did a good job of just throwing his body around, just being tough. Uh, but, you know, again, Christian Bishop, those minutes he gave 
Texas when to see went to the bench were it was huge and then I, I know I talked about them enough right now but I don't think in general the royal we we are talking about them enough yeah and 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 it's a good point uh about Dylan Mitchell because I was watching when he was on the floor and the coaches were you know directing him in a couple of places to be in the right spot and he moved quickly and got in the right spot and I and I think that that was uh you know crucial for him to show that he could respond to the respond to the moment and step into it because we know he's still a work in progress. He's going to be a work in progress. He'll be a work in progress next year. But we know about how talented he is and uh, what his upside can and could be if he continues to develop. And, and I know the coaching staff believes him. They think he will develop into something special. There might not be a better example of how good their culture is in that locker room than the way he and Arterial Morris have embraced their roles. And they're not big roles, but they've embraced their roles in the minutes they're on the floor. They don't mind doing the little things that are going to impact the game. I mean, Terrio had a really critical possession the first half where he you know, forces a tie ball. Uh, you know, to When Texas had a turnover, that he forces a tie ball and they get it back. Uh, he, he had a couple of really, you know, defensive plays that aren't going to show up on the stat sheet, but you watch it in the flow of the game and it stands out. I just, you know, when you've got guys, and we've seen this with some guys at Texas before, when you've got guys that are as highly touted as they were coming out of high school, you get to a point where the minutes aren't what you thought they would be, your role isn't what you thought it would be, and maybe you you put it in cruise control, you you know whatever. It's just you're you're not completely with it. Those guys have been completely with it from day one, and you could say the same thing. I mean, I've heard the same stuff about Roland Brumball, even though he's redshirting. He he asks questions to the point where he annoys some of the older guys because he just wants to know so much. These these young guys on this roster are like sponges, and I I just think it's really cool the way those two guys specifically though have have accepted their roles, they've embraced them, and and when they're on the floor. Uh, especially Terry O'Craig with the growth he's made. You know, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago, hey, you know, when they were having – Marcus Carr was having his shooting woes and they were having those long spells that they were going without field goals. I'm saying, look, you might have to deal with the bad Arterio Morris to get the upside of the good Arterio Morris. Now he's on the floor, we're just seeing – knock on wood, we're just seeing less of the bad Arterio Morris. Maybe he's he's kind of turning a corner and, and you know, that rate of development is, is starting to get accelerated. Yeah. Um, just a, a, an update for folks, and because it, it, in case there are some people, Jeff, who are wondering, hey, you know, maybe I'll just flip around and watch the different games and see what's going on, and then maybe if there's an upset brewing, watch that or whatever. Uh, I would suggest, if you're a Longhorn fan, uh, the game that's on True TV right now in my hometown of Greensboro is Xavier and Kennesaw State. Clearly – the bracketing would indicate if Xavier defeats Kennesaw State and then wins its second round game uh, against the winner of Iowa State and uh, and uh, Pitt, that would be the opponent for the Longhorns in Kansas City in the Sweet 16. And Xavier out to an 11-5 lead on Kennesaw State in that game. But you have Iowa State advancing through to the Sweet 16, don't you? I do, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the Gabe Kalsher factor, Craig, big he could he could have one of those games where he goes off for you know 25 30 points and has six or seven threes 
the hot perimeter shooter uh, there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so we'll see how it goes with Xavier and Kennesaw State. And again, it's 13-5 Musketeers, and they haven't even played four minutes into the game. And, and here's the other element out of that. Uh, remember, uh, you know, that one of the things that happens in the NCAA tournament, head coaches in this day and age of the portal quite often wind up coaching against one or more of their former players. And uh, in the case of Xavier, of course, it's it's uh, Sule Bull, right? The guy who had played for Rodney Terry at UTEP. And uh, he could wind up going against him in the second, in the uh, third round in the Sweet 16. If uh, And uh, Sule Boom is a guy who leads Xavier in minutes played. He averages almost 40 minutes a game, 37 to be exact. And uh, he's a guy who played for Rodney at UTEP. And Rodney said, yeah, they tried to get him, you know, when he was on Chris Beard's staff to transfer to Texas. He wound up going to Xavier. So, and, and of course, the Longhorns opened the season and the Moody Center against UTEP, not counting the exhibition against Arkansas, but they played UTEP. But Rodney wasn't the head coach, or in this case, the interim head coach. He wasn't that. So you could see that uh, in the uh, Sweet 16 round, him being a head coach, coaching against one of his former players, which I don't think we've seen to this point. Have we? Uh, no, no, we haven't. But here, here's here's another tidbit about the portal, Craig, and, and RT obviously can't get into specific guys, but he said this in the age of roster building, I mean, they've got a board and they're keeping track of who's in the portal. And, and obviously the task at hand is, is the NCAA tournament. So they're not, you know, being as active as maybe some others are in the portal right now, but they've, mm-hmm. they're keeping track of that list of guys. As we know, I mean, <laughs> roster building in college basketball is a year to year proposition. So they're, they're, they're keeping an eye on the portal. And as soon as they get an opportunity to do so, they'll, they'll get in there and start mixing it up a little bit because we know there's going to be a lot of roster turnover regardless of portal entries or anything else. There's just a lot of guys on this roster that are, that don't have the opportunity to come back. It'll be like, yeah, you can, you can go play basketball, but it can't be in the the division one level anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, All right. Hey, I'll see you over at the arena later uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Here in a couple hours. Yep, Uh, Jeff Howell will be over there as well. That's our Longhorn Notebook. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn, 1049-1019-AM1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. The Wagner Wire. Every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. to noon, you're invited to a party on the Horn with Wags. It's the Wagner Wire, the number one fantasy sports show in all the land and the ultimate party. I break down the latest in fantasy trends and all the top stories in sports. Whether it's season-long fantasy leagues or daily fantasy leagues, the Wagner Wire has you covered. You'll probably hear me geek out about video games and pop culture references, too. Remember, there are no breaks in fantasy sports. The Wagner Wire, 9 a.m. to noon on the horn. Hi, folks. Craig Way here for my friends at Sharp Vision Modern LASIK. I have a suggestion for you. Why not stop putting off LASIK and invest in yourself this year? Think of all the time and money you'll save without the hassles, contacts, and glasses. Right now is your time for life-changing LASIK. Sharp Vision is offering LASIK starting at $495 per eye and guaranteed financing. That's right. You can finance your LASIK and start living with clear, hassle-free vision today. Why not go online or give Sharp Vision a call and 
and schedule your free LASIK consultation. Voted Austin American Statesman's best of the best corrective eye surgeon three years in a row, Dr. Nicholas Lancaster and his team at Sharp Vision are ready to make your contacts and glasses a thing of the past. For LASIK starting at $4.95 per eye and guaranteed financing approval, go online or call to schedule your free consultation today. Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, official LASIK provider of Austin FC. You know, as you're watching basketball today, it's just basketball. It's a great day to take off work or just whatever you're doing, just camp out in front of the TV. Ask yourself if your home entertainment setup is exactly the way you want it. And if you're not happy with what you've got, all you got to do is just call our buddy Tom McKay in Audio Visual Consultations, 512-255-8678. That's 255-8678. And AV Consultations keeps the latest smart TVs and Sonos Audio in stock. They're not raising prices like everybody else is, so don't think you're going to go get a better deal somewhere else than what you're going to get from AV Consultations. Take it from me because when I made the move to San Marcos a year and a half ago and I was ready to upgrade my home entertainment setup, Tom McKay came out to the house and put together a project that not only made made sense for the budget I had in mind. It made sense for the amount of space that I have in my house. So now I'm watching all my sports, my movies, my TV, and watching it on a 75-inch LG TV. I've got one of those Sonos sound systems in the house. You can get that set up. Maybe you need something smaller. They can make that happen. Or if you can fit a full-tilt home theater experience in your house, get that screen up to 150 inches, they can make that happen as well. Whatever your home entertainment needs are, Tom McKay and AV Consultations can take care of it for you. 512-255-8678. That's 255-8678. Call now and let Tom McKay and Audiovisual Consultations help you realize the home entertainment setup of your dreams. It's the perfect time to transform your home or business with fresh new color. The team at CertiPro Painters of Greater Austin handles every detail, worry-free, from start to finish. CertiPro Painters is the painting service you can rely on here in Austin, whether painting inside or out. John Bennell and his team are ready to protect and beautify your space with a fresh coat of paint. Go with the pros at CertiPro Painters of Austin. Get your painting project started today at CertiPro.com. That's Certa with a C. Hey, it's Eric, and you've heard me talking about Divided Sky Roofing and Solar and how they're certified electrical contractors and can help you be prepared for any short or long-term power outages by installing a backup battery system or Generac generator. Are you worried you may have some roof damage? You can trust John Hardy and his team to give you an honest assessment. It's possible you can get a new roof with GAF Timberline Solar Shingle. 512-995-ROOF or DividedSkyAustin.com. Texas license TECL 37397. I like to be active, and as you get older, I know it because I am older. You're more prone to injury, and I could not get rid of the pain. QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson talking about how a hiking injury left her in awful pain. No one wants to live in pain. I certainly don't want to live in pain. I don't have time for pain. Diane had heard about regenerative medicine, so she called QC Kinetics and started treatment right away. And the results were incredible. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a 0. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in using natural biologics healing properties from your own body to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. There's no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. The result was phenomenal. I mean, I was not feeling any pain. I'm able to do everything that I want to do. If you have pain from arthritis or injury, this may be the solution you're looking for. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. It was a game changer. 
Call QC Kinetics, 512-593-4303. That's 512-593-4303. 512-593-4303. Seeking specialized patient-focused orthopedic care? Contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Our physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults. Spine care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and more. Whether it's a mobility or movement issue or a traumatic injury, our goal is to get you back to good health and quality of life. Visit us at TXOrtho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. If the price you see is the price you want to pay, come see Hannah Chevrolet. I went to sign the papers for a new Tahoe and saw the price jumped almost $4,000. I thought it was a typo, but turns out it's for overpriced add-ons like tent and floor mats. So I called Hannah, got a price, brought a check, and left with the Tahoe. For a lower price made clear, find new roads at HennaChevyAustin.com. When you need full court savings and an all-star selection, you've got to get to Specs Wines, Spirits, and Finer Foods. Because when the sneakers start squeaking, you don't want to be sitting on the bench. Fill your bracket and satisfy your cravings with a stadium-sized selection of craft kegs, seltzers, and gourmet snacks for game days. When you're getting ready for some March basketball, we're ready to get you ready. Because at Specs, the fun starts here. A Cover 3 weekend brunch is the perfect way to kickstart a relaxing weekend. There's nothing like getting together with friends, family, and colleagues enjoying a delicious brunch with a Bloody Mary bar at Cover 3. The atmosphere at Cover 3 is always lively, and their Bloody Mary bar is a hit with brunch. With a selection of different mixes and garnishes paired nicely with their delicious fried New York strip steak and eggs or the breakfast quesadillas. Make the most of your weekend at Cover 3. Google Cover 3 to find a location near you this weekend. So we wrap up uh, the shows from up here in uh, Des Moines. Of course, the basketball game tomorrow night. Uh, Cam Parker's a very busy weekend. Uh, engineer for our Texas women's broadcast. But are, are, are you in a wedding or at a wedding tomorrow evening? I'll be at a wedding. Okay. All right. Great timing, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. March Madness with a wedding. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll uh, invite you to stay tuned. Chad and Zay are up next. We'll be back in the house on Monday, hopefully talking about a Longhorns impending trip to Kansas City for the Sweet 16. For Jeff Howe, for our man behind the glass, our producer Cameron Parker, I'm Cragway. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you Monday morning on Light the Tower. Chad and Zay. You know what would be really cool, Zay? If they had, like, some kind of a technology that would allow Mike McCarthy to tell Kellen Moore during the game that he wants to run the ball more. I don't know, like a headset. And it could have a microphone on it. And maybe you could have a button that he could press. And when he pressed that button, his voice would go into Kellen Moore's head. And he could say, dude, let's run the ball a little bit. Our defense is killing it today. Why don't we give Pollard some more carries? Weekdays 12 to 3 on the Horn. Craig Wade for Divided Sky Roofing and Solar, where you can trust John Hardy to give you an honest assessment if you need a new roof. All solar products are eligible for a 30% tax credit. 
with no money down and as little as $100 per month. With solar shingles, you own your own power. You're paying yourself each month, not the power company. Just a 15-minute phone call with Divided Sky can get you all the info you need on a new roof with solar shingles. Get in touch with them today. 512-995-ROOF or DividedSkyAustin.com. TEC license number 37397. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Hardball Harge. You know, one thing about me being a former professional athlete, I had to perform at a very high level to be able to play that long. So if you want to have that extra benefit in the bedroom, make sure you use BlueChew.com, a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew.com is an online prescription service that has no doctor visits and no waiting in lines at the pharmacy. They actually ship it to your front door in a discreet package. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their online medical professionals. And once you are approved, you get a prescription within a couple of days. And for our listeners today, we're going to give you a special offer. You can try it for free by using the promo code HARDBALL at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code HARDBALL to receive the first month free. Get that confidence you need in the bedroom. BlueChew.com. Be the envy of all your friends this year by calling AV Consultations. Everything you need for the entertainment system of your dreams. And you don't have to shop for a TV and then the surround sound and then all the mounts and equipment needed to make it all work. Tom and his guys will bring everything you need and they'll set it up. Audiovisual Consultations is one of the largest dealers of most televisions and audio brands. 